Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, Gavin. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 44 of our weekly podcast, The Current View with the Island Hillsborough. Mr. Terry Curran, what kind of a week have you had, mate? Well, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. But I said yeah. that last week, didn't yeah. I? You know, yeah, you uh, there's a bit of ray of hope. Mm. I still think uh, I'll get shot down on it. I still think we should start pushing a little bit more. Mm. I think we're realising, oh, I'm saying we're realising, not everybody's realising because, you know, some people are frightened of it, some are not. Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, and, and how I feel about it, uh, I don't think the young are, uh, are vulnerable. Yep. Can, can 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 they get it? Of course they can. Anyone, anyone with any condition, uh, what hasn't got the uh, immune system to fight it off, uh, are vulnerable. Mm. But it's it, you know, for young fit athletes to to uh, to be frightened to play, then you know, if I was a young man then I'd want to go out and play. It wouldn't bother me. It's never bothered me since it since it started. I said from day one when this came out, uh, and, and I mean, Janet doesn't agree what uh, how, I, how I think about what, what, what's happening. She thinks totally opposite. But I tell her from day one, the, the care homes should have been closed down. 100%. I tell her this. Yeah. She she'll she'll tell you this. I said to her, these should have been closed down. Hundred percent. The first week, I, I said to her, why aren't they closing the care homes down? Yep. Then, then the, then they go into the, from the care homes are going to the hospitals. Then then they send them back yep. to the care homes. Yep. You know, all the wrong questions have been asked here. Yep. All the wrong questions. But I get shut down for it. It never bothers me because I don't hurt anybody. I don't do anybody any harm. Mm. I don't help anybody uh, than hurt them. So for me, there's more to this than meets the eye. And it's disrupted the world. Disrupted the world. And still not one question asked, why? Why hasn't the scientist been... All the, all the major scientists I'm talking about now from Germany and uh, Switzerland and France, all over the world. Mm. Why aren't they being allowed to go in and have a look what may what what what, what may cause the problem? What could they have done to help the world? Yep. Stopped. Yep. And you know, some of the major politicians have not asked that question. So, so at the end of the day, at least we've got some football coming back. But looks of it, unless the politically correct people do, you know, don't get the hands around it and try and frighten them, you know, because that's what happens. That's what happens. Well, we're we're turning German, so you say. Yep. Because yep. the Bundesliga starts on Saturday. So Saturday. Thankfully, we've got some football. And I do agree. I think straight away when this happened, I think in society, you've always got vulnerable people. And I think those vulnerable people should be protected. So you lock it down. Most of us that do that that do get this, this disease, and, you know, people have died. So I'm never going to say that it isn't serious because it is. But I think, like you, 
most people that get this disease get over it and yes it is different to the flu and no we haven't at the moment got a vaccine so we're led to believe so with the flu at least we can vaccinate people with this we haven't when we do get a vaccination I don't think we necessarily have to vaccinate everybody because we don't vaccinate everybody for the flu and lots of people die of the flu. It well, does seem to affect the older people and the more vulnerable. And you're right, those need to be protected. The vulnerable and the elderly yeah. uh, 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 have died from flus. Absolutely. Uh, they haven't even got one for the common cold. No, absolutely. They have a vaccine no. for the common cold. But this, this so, is so the I, common I, cold, but isn't common, it? Yeah. But it's a common... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabby, mm. look, I will not hurt anybody. No, no. I feel sorry for people what's died. Absolutely. But there's a lot of people, the politically correct people, making it out mm. worse, you know, that we can't do this, we can't do it because of yep. so and so and so and so. It's horrible. Yep, it Nobody is. wants to see anybody die. No yep. one. Right? But do you think the vaccine is going to work? It's not proven, so we don't know. We have no, no idea. No Absolutely. Proven. You know, we haven't even yeah. had the truth on how many people have died from uh, this COVID nineteen. Hundred percent. We haven't even had we haven't even had the proof of it. No. The data has been all uh, not correct. Mm. It's been false. Yeah. So if we can't we, listen, this is Johnny Cohen talking. We're talking about scientists. Yeah. Doctor Ferguson was you know got all the qualifications you could ever really think of. Yep. Yeah. Getting it all wrong. Yep. Telling everybody to stay at home while he goes and puts two vulnerable children at risk. Yep. You know, it's absolutely crazy, uh, Gabby. Look, I don't want to have a go at Ferguson. What I'm trying to say is, let's get some facts. Let's get some facts. And when they're going about certain things and say, well, we can't, we can't, we, we can't prove anything. So we have to, we have to be on the cautious side of it. Mm. You know, because what anybody says, the one, the young people what's died will have had some illness. They, they would have had some illness. Yeah. And nobody will convince me on it, but that's yeah. my opinion. You know, so, but, but, but for them, if, when they talk about it, oh, we, we shouldn't say nothing. But when somebody like, talks about it like me, you know, keep your mouth shut, you know, so and so, so, but listen, I'm 65. Yeah. I don't, I've never worried about it since I've got no heart condition. I've got no um, high blood pressure. I'm not diabetes. But if I were, yeah. knowing what it is, then I would keep myself isolated. Yep. Uh, and only go to certain areas at certain times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to, listen, it really, really sinks me because there's going to be more people die from what's happening yep. with. Uh, the economy and people not going back to work. Mm. And you know, as soon as this is done, as soon as this is done, and it will be cleared one way or the other. Yep. Right? We'll give the people with the vaccine. So they get a vaccine and it clears. Let me tell you what's going to happen. People's going to be dying from um, health issues, uh, what they call it, mental health issues. Mm. That's another pandemic, what's, what's coming. Yep. Guarantee you. I'm not a scientist, but that's what's coming. People what's lost the money, people what's, you know, going to lose the hours. It's going yep. to be horrendous. 
This no. is nowhere near finished. Nowhere near finished. 100% agree with you, TC. And I love reading your posts. And, you know, some people, you're right, because any time you do open your mouth, you do get the idiots on Facebook. Uh, don't bother me. Pop. No, exactly. So, do you know what? I'm always of the opinion that everybody has an opinion. And if people want to post whatever they want to post, I'm happy to read it because, yeah. you know what, they're my friends. And whether I agree or disagree, when we're friends, we agree to differ. And I love all the varying opinions because, you know what, too, you know, nobody no. really knows what's going on. But exactly. if you listen to some of them on Facebook, you would think that they're the greatest brains on this planet. And what? they know Jack nothing what disappoints me gabby yep really disappoints me and we've all got opinions yeah and and that's the best thing about it it's, yep. just, it's our opinion of course it is but what really disappoints me listen i'd be the first to lock jump up i'd be i'd be the first to double lock him up i'd be the first to wang him if it you know if it were treason what he were doing yeah but what i'm what i'm trying to say about all this it's proven fact that these people are corrupt these mm. politicians, by the way, in all parties, is corrupt. Yeah. But what they have done, lying for the last three years, mm. spending thirty million pounds mm. of taxpayers' money, yep. right? Because whatever happens in America, it happens around the world. Yep. It happens around the world. They spent thirty years. Uh, they spent thirty million dollars of taxpayers' money. Mm. This is a fact. I know that this is a fact. They spend that on a collusion, a Russian collusion. What? When they were in closed doors, they said that they had no confirmation of it. Mm. Now, that $30 million could have gone to an hospital. Yeah. That $30 million could have gone to the people what's on the street. I'll tell you what, I don't give a damn. If I didn't like anybody, he has to have a fair trial. And people just should not say, right, he's this and he's that. Let's prove it. If he's proved that he was that Trump, lock him up. Right, but when they're doing what they've done, and these are these are these are law these are, uh, law officers, and what they've done, they've corrupted, you know, the world because it runs from there down to next gen, down mm -hmm. to police officers, and then it goes all over all over the world because they're protected, protected by, you know, uh, thieves. Yeah. Yes, thieves. Yeah. I'm not talking about normal people. Mm -hmm. They're the thieves. They're the corrupt people. Yeah. And I'm really angry with, with, with these politicians, really angry with them. I've always said I don't believe anything I read, and unless I've seen it with my own eyes, I don't believe what I see. I don't trust politicians per se. I think there is more, wherever there's money, there is corruption, whether that be in politics, whether that be in FIFA, UEFA, the BBC, wherever it is, there, there, there are people that, that will move heaven and hell to get themselves in a position and I don't trust any of them. But what I do trust is you. I trust football and I looked at that one photograph. We're going to start with behind the lens this week of Pele when he played against Sheffield Wednesday and I posted it up, TC, you played for and support a fantastic football club. That spine cop looked like nothing that I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've stood on there as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I've been in the ground when it's been full, you know, when it was standing only. Uh, I mean, they put 
we, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United hold the record for the third division yeah. attendance at Dillsborough. Mm. You know, and let me tell you something. You talk about liars. It, there were more, a lot more yeah. than 49,000... <laughs> 130 odd, whatever they, whatever they, they, they said they were that day. I mean, I played on, I played in that, and there were thousands locked out. But absolutely unbelievable, and uh, we've never been one for challenging major honours. You know, we have won, we have won uh, three FA cups, league titles, uh, we, we league cups. We so we, we we've won lots of different trophies throughout yeah. our. Uh, that's the word I'm looking for. Is Our time in history, football. Yeah? Yeah, history, have, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, history. So uh, I'm I'm always proud to be a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, it'd, be nice, it'd be nice to be like a Man United or a Liverpool or a Manchester City now, you know, and to, to be winning week in, week out or season in, season out of major trophies. But we still, we, choose who we are, we still support our clubs, you know, through bad uh, through good and through bad times so um, it is a fantastic football club um, and to play for it and to play for them even even Jock admitted today he said you know that it is a big club Sheffield Wednesday isn't it? And it, it, honestly you talk about sleeping giants it's one of them if they ever get mm. I mean they got one in Ron Atkinson they've yeah. got one in Big Ron mm. uh, but he left it to go, go to his uh, beloved uh, Aston Miller yeah. if, we, if we'd have ever got a clock or a Guardiola, you know, I'd have broke my arm mm. if I'd have been owner of um, Sheffield Wednesday to to go and get um, the kid. What's uh, what's gone to Arsenal now? Bloody, what's his name? Yeah, you did from 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 the get go. You he were written. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Yeah. You've got me going as well. And this is, you know, we we don't rehearse. Any of this, it's off the cuff. It's as 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 we say it, it just comes out. And Mikel Arteta, you're absolutely right from the get go. I asked you, who did you want as your next Sheffield Wednesday manager, and you said Mikel Arteta. He's won no. He's won no. He's done no yet. But I've bullied to put my neck on the head and yeah. say he will be a top manager. Yeah. And I, 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 regardless of what anybody else says, he's improved Arsenal. Yeah. It's definitely improved Arsenal mm. when he gets when he gets a pre-season under his belt. But th- th- then again, now this is no excuses for him. It's been a right uh, cock up for all, for all football clubs, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of big problems with football. Mm. Uh, whatever happens now, there's going to be big problems with it. So I'd have wanted Ateta, um, and if I'd have, if I'd have been the owner, that would have been my first major signing because no football club, no football club in history. Whether Messi or Maradona, unless you get the right manager, yeah. right? Because look, Messi. When you look at Messi, uh, they were Argentina weren't a great team. Uh, they were a very good team, but they weren't. You wouldn't say that you know played the, some of the best football in in history, like the Brazil's done and the French, the French have done and Spain's done, dictating games. Mm-hmm. They've been good teams. Uh, but Maradona did win a World Cup, whereas Messi, who's how good he is, is not being able to pull the team over the line to get to, to get a World Cup. The biggest thing any football club, or the best thing that any football club can do, is make sure they get the right manager, what has the right philosophy yeah. for the players he brings in to that football club, and you'll never ever be far wrong when you when you get it. I agree. I think that Argentina in '86 were arguably, in my lifetime, 
the uh, the worst team to uh, to lift the World Cup. And I think that if Diego Armando Maradona didn't play for them that year, they probably wouldn't have got out of their group stage. I think Maradona was head and shoulders above anything. And again, in my life, above and beyond, he was. Yeah, yeah, from what I've seen, the greatest player of of my lifetime. The '78 team. With Kempes and uh, good Luke and far Arden, better team, you know, far better team. Yeah, far better. Good teams. What I'm trying to say is, yeah. uh, you can't blame Messi for, for not winning the world. What I'm trying to say, mm. every football team, every football team has to have the right manager. Yeah. They have to have the right manager. Correct. And if you get that right, listen, I'm a player, and I'm one for having to go at managers, mm. right, and not players. Right? Because it's them what it's their team, they pick it, it's their philosophy, yep. and then they want to blame players. No, don't blame players, you pick them. They might have gone over that white line. You can tell if somebody can play or can't play, mm-hmm. you know. So, for me, you've got to get the right manager for, for, for your football club 100%. TC, we are going German because the Bundesliga is starting this Saturday. What German team are you picking? And do you want to know what six that we're going to be following? And even if the Premier League carries on, I think we might just stay German because I'm loving what I've seen <laughs> from the Bundesliga. I do, honestly. It's like recreating, rediscovering yourself. And so many 70s stars. And I'll just look in a bit of German history here, which I'm going to indulge in a little bit later. That Germany's first win over England was as late as 1968 which I found absolutely phenom- a phenomenal um, stat. And in fact, Germany's first real win over England was uh, when they beat us um, 3-2 in the uh, in the World Cup in 1970. But what German team are you going to follow? And uh, do you want to know the six that we are going to follow? Well, just, just, just before, you, before I uh, give uh, my opinion on that. Yeah. What I would say, what I would say about the um, German football. Yeah. When I look at England. Yeah. Right. We is we supposed to uh, took the world took football to the world. Yeah, I'm going to explain. We've why never after. really. We've only won. No. We've only won a Europe uh, World Cup. We've never won a European Championship. No, because we've never listened to the likes of you, the likes of Hoodie, the likes of our Maverick players, the likes of our coaches of yesteryear, like George Rayner, like Jimmy Hogan. We've never listened to people of intelligence and the right philosophy of playing football. However, the Germans have, the Austrians have, the Swiss have, the Dutch have, and they've all overtaken England as a football force. Not so much, obviously, now. Uh, Switzerland and, and uh, Austria, but certainly the Dutch and the uh, the Germans definitely have. I look, I look at uh, all these qualific uh, these countries with qualifications. Yep. They've got diplomas on top of diplomas. Yep. Listen, I don't give you that. This isn't maths, this isn't English, this isn't uh, science. I've got a football brain better than any of them. Yep. I've always had to fight against things. Yeah. Right. Too late now, but it's not too late because nobody's going to give me a job at sixty-five. But I would. still do it. I. Mm-hmm. But I'd still do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. I still do it with my eyes closed. What they see in football and what I see in football is mm-hmm. totally opposite. And I'm not one to, you know, uh, to, to try and confuse players. It's not, it isn't rocket science. It's to put uh, training sessions on. You know what the players are going to enjoy. Yeah. Training sessions on. What you're going to. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna have a philosophy like I have, you know, play with the tempo, playing out from the back, practice, practice, practice until until they get it right mm. without getting on to them. But they, they've got to understand if you don't, then I'm gonna have to get somebody else in. Mm. I mean, what a lot of club football clubs they will do all that in training on a Saturday, but as soon as the Saturday comes, they're petrified. Get the ball on, get it away from our goal, and I've mm. seen it. It yeah. still happens today. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but but the team, the team I'm going to follow. You asked me the, the team yes, I'm going to follow. The German team, you TC, the idol of Hillsborough, are going to follow is. Right, I'm going to go for uh, Dortmund. I'm going to go with oh, Dortmund. I'm glad you said something like that. I, what, I, the other team I would have gone with, I, I forgot his name. Is the young kid? I'm not saying young, young kid. They're not young kids anymore. Yeah. It'd be 30, 30 odd. Um, it done brilliant with uh, one of the teams. It kept him up, and he's second in the league. He just dropped down to second, but I forget his name now. Second in the league at the moment are Dortmund. Uh, played twenty-five well, games on fifty-one. The third, the third. Uh, RB Leipzig, who yes. everybody seems to hate in Germany. Right. <laughs> who's the? Who's the uh, the manager there is not a young guy in his third, late 30s I'll be honest I'm not sure but I'll be honest again in seven days time I'm absolutely certain everybody will know his name and, and I think this is the thing with German football that started and I think that the Premier League is chomping at the bit to get going is because it's the only... The frightened. Yeah, the the, yeah, yeah absolutely, TC. The, they are frightened yeah. because of the political correct. Yeah. You know, all the bad publicity mm. and the corrupt press. And the corrupt press. I'm not bothered. They can, they can write all they want about me. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm not frightened to tell them they are corrupt. And that's what's up with it. That's why the Premier League's not bad. Mm. They are petrified. Yeah. They're the wrong people. Because they are the wrong people. We will yeah, know all people. these German players within a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll be looking forward to watching our new German teams take the field of play. And we'll be going, I'm going to give, Man United who? Liverpool who? I'm going to make a predicament. Uh, predic, 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 Prediction. Predic, Go on. That German. German. If, if the game loses the money in this country, yep. it will go to, another, go to another country. I agree. I can, I can remember when people said to me, uh, and I said, this, uh, this, there'll never be another million pass. And no, no, there won't be a 10 million. Mm. They call me an idiot. They call me a complete nutter. Yeah. Because I said, it's true, Gabby. Everything they goes round, so you see. And yep. nutter. When I said, mm. and they laughed at me when I said, there'll be 10 million pound footballers. Yeah. Right? I'm telling you now, the money will never drop out of football. Ever. Ever. Agreed. Whether it, whether it comes out of Premier League and goes to Germany or it goes to Spain, or mm. it, it will go round. But that goes round because they need to keep shifting money. Yep. That's what it is. They need to keep shifting money. That they can't keep controlling it through one uh, one country. Mm. You know, because the people start to be... Uh, well, they don't ask questions. They'll ask questions what favours them, not mm. favours the truth. Yep. So for me, the football will get, get bigger. The wages will get bigger because Amazon and... Uh, Google and Facebook and all these, you know, all these major things, uh, companies will get involved and it will be bigger and bigger and bigger. It will never drop out the money, ever. But TC, they want value for money, don't they? The broadcasters want value for money. And I think that you're absolutely right. It's going to get what, bigger. I'll, I'll it's going to get, yeah. I'll tell you what broadcasters want more than anything else. It's not value for money. 
it's games on. Yeah. They want games on. Mm. They can't listen. There's no money with no games on. Yeah. Right. They're not. They, these are not daft. The money. The money making people. Yeah. They will go to a country. Listen. I've never liked Italian football. The only time I've liked Italian football, well, not liked. The only time I've watched Italian football is um, World Cups. Yep. Right when Gaza went there, and it was on that Channel Four or whatever, Channel Five. We weren't, we weren't one of them. I never used to watch the game because mm. I find it boring. Yeah. I'm not saying the, the rubbish footballers, because technically they're good. Correct. But it's just just defensive, negative football. Mm. You know. So I'm not against them. I just find it boring. Right. These corporations, they've only they want games on, and if they could, if we could, add, if we could add an extra day, right? Yep. To end the week, mm. right? We would play football seven days a week, eight yep. days a week. Yeah, we would. Because it's that what they want is to be able to put it on. Yep. Right now, you know, in England, mm. there's too many people knock knock it. When I say knock it, I don't mean knocking the game, knocking. I've been doing this. To, you know, you know, the rest of the world. They don't care. Mm. Let's get it on. It creates jobs. It creates this. It creates that. But in England, no, we can't do this. We can't do that. We can't do other. Right? So it will get bigger. The money will get bigger. Uh, and, and if and if 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 they take the money out, if the if the Sky or whoever the broadcasters are what buys the rights to it uh, comes out of uh, English football, it will be taken somewhere else and put on bigger and better because everything improves i'd lost interest in football gabby but you know when sky yeah. first came out yeah the build-up to it put airs on back in me back in my neck yeah and i'd lost this i'd lost interest in it you know what i mean yep so the, the what the broadcast broadcasters want is is games on tv 100 percent. so 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 we're going to be following your team borussia dortmund the yellow wall schalko four who are Dortmund's visitors Saturday. So I'm guessing... They tried to sign me, by the way, Shelka. Did they really, Shelka? If you look, if you put on that current view, I'll, I'll put it back up again because it, it's not clear enough. Yeah? When, when I was at Sheffield Wednesday, I put it, they tried to sign me when I was at Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. And that's a fact because I spoke to them. Now, you would have, I'm guessing, in 1979, probably been playing up front with the legend that was Klaus Fischer. Yes. I mean, he yes. was what an exponent of the bicycle kick. 79, 80. Yeah. Listen, so, when, you, when you look at some of them players that, you know, I mean, Germany had a player, and I'll mention him in a bit out of my five. Yeah. I've only just looked, you know, when you said we don't, we, we don't talk, but we, we don't. Because mm. I've only just looked at that before. I thought, oh, I better have a look, see if Gabby's given me any players to have a look at. Yeah. And it's German, you're German. Yeah. Right. And that was, uh, that was, I was walking over the road to get a slab of butter because the missus is doing some cooking and we run out of butter. And I thought, oh, blimey, I better just tell TC it's going to be five Germans. I know we've done it before, but we're going German and we're going to big up Germany this week. So we, it was literally only probably 40 or 50 minutes max. That's how we run this show. We don't yeah. plan nothing. Well, uh, they've got, they've, they produce one of the best players in the world for me. And they're going about Beckenbauer. I love Beckenbauer. Yeah. You know, fantastic. We're going to Netsa. Absolutely. You talk about Hudson and Curry. You know, he, he, he just said, right, I don't want to play for, I don't want to play how you all play football. Because he wanted to play attacking football. Yeah. 
Have you ever been Gunter Netzer? So, so let's save that for our five of the best, because I think that Gunter is going to get a mention. I am going to mention my uh, German team, because Borussia Dortmund, Schalke 4, that you almost signed for, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, RB Leipzig, Union Berlin, and Bayern Munich. So those are the six that we're going to be focusing on. We've got four games because two of them are playing each other in two different fixtures this Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So we've got a lot of football to, to be looking at. So while you've talked about Gunter Netzer, let's stay on our five of the best Germans, in your opinion, that um, that you've not, not just seen, but know of. And why? Right. Uh, Paul Breitner. Okay, yeah. Great player, left back. Is he attacking left back? Technically, yeah. technically gifted. You can see he's got a football brain. You know. So uh, Paul Breitner. And went uh, to Real Madrid as well, didn't he? Played at yes, Real Madrid, Paul yeah, Breitner. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant footballer. Uh, we've all got to have um, Franz Beckenbauer. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. You know when I Players. said England's first defeat was against Germany in um, 1968. So in 1968, it was it would have been West Germany, wouldn't it have been? Yeah. And and it was Franz Beckenbauer that scored that goal in Hanover that was their first victory over us. So yeah, Franz Beckenbauer, one of the all-time greats in world football. So that's two. Yeah. Uh... Gert Muller. Yeah, legend, de bummer. That's three. Yep. Um, Jürgen Klinsmann. Great player of, well, play, played over here at Tottenham, didn't he? And, and almost made that dive in the water um, look really yeah. extra special <laughs> that many, many copied after. But I think Jürgen was the first one that done that at, at Spurs. And, Absolutely loved over here in England. I don't think we've had enough Germans that have played over here in the Premier League. No, no, and and it's funny, you know, because the way how they play and the way how we play, Similar. they may have been a little bit technical, but it was it's physical. Yeah, it is physical. Big, yeah. strong lads. Mm -hmm. And the other one was the about, I see his name in my head, but um, captain the little. I nearly just said his name just then. The little, well, I th come on. I think you're uh, you're you're talking, or I think you're going to. Um, the words Lota Mateus are going to come out. Mateus, you know? that's the one. Yeah, Lota <laughs> Mateus. Yeah, yeah. I hope I'm not getting Alzheimer's because I'm starting to forget people's <laughs> names. Lota Mateus. TC, as long as you don't forget my of, name, you'll be all right. <laughs> there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them knocking about, but you know, you've asked me to pick five, so we pick five. Now, before I. Uh, give you my five. I've been having a look at the all-time Bundesliga goal scorers, and do you know how to spell Bundesliga? I didn't before I researched it. Is it B U N? Yep. D E R. No R. S L I G A. Yeah, that's where no, I no. went wrong. I thought there was an R in Bundesliga, Bundesliga but there's not. 
If you go onto Facebook, Bundesliga Official, that gives you all the information that you need. I think that there's going to be a kind of match of the day type of programme as well with all the goals from the Is weekend. It? Yes, I, it's going to be... A, I, do you know what, TC? I've really missed it and I can't wait for it to start. I'm really getting into this. But Bundesliga goal scorers of all time, top 10. Um, I'm going to go reverse orders. Klaus Alofs, Um and I'm not going to go into the, the amount of games and the amount of goals until we get into the top few. So, Klaus Lofts is in 10th place. Dieter Muller is in 9th. Stefan Kuntz is in 8th. Good player he was. Yeah. Ulf Kirsten is in 7th place. In 6th place is Claudio Pizarro. Ooh, good player he was, not all. Yeah. Now, I'd never heard of this guy. Manfred Bergsmuller was in 5th place. I don't know too much about what it. Year, what year was it? Do you know what? I'm going to look at him because... Does that does not ring a bell to me. Because he scored 213 goals. Now, there's only five Germans. And, and the Bundesliga started in 1963. It was the first year. It was formed in 1962 in Dortmund. Before that, they had regional uh, leagues. So, you know, when we look at the Premier League and, uh, and we say, well, Peter Crouch got the most added goals. Now, the German football, this is proper stats from German football. So, players that have played from the 60s onwards. So, in fourth place, he scored 213 goals, by the way, in 447 games, which is a strike ratio of 168, which is damn good. And these are the top five, the only five that have scored over 200 goals. Jupp Heynckes yeah. has scored 220 goals. Remember him? Yeah, great player. Um, Robert Lewandowski. Now, he's only played 306 and he scored 221 goals. Now, I want to identify I that because... If, I wonder if uh, Ubi Sailor's in that. No, he's not. Top, he's not, right. None in the top 10. Right. So He's named him. Go on, sorry. Yeah, Lewandowski. So, 110 and remember that. It's incredible, that is record, isn't it? Oh, it, in German, it's it's phenomenal record he has. It is phenomenal because one of the more recent players, Stefan Kuntz, it's like two hundred and thirteen. So <laughs> you look at you look at Lewandowski. Now, I'm going to tell you that in second place would have been one of your striking partners, Klaus Fischer for Schalke four, five hundred and thirty-five games, two hundred and sixty-eight, but a strike ratio. <laughs> Of 173. Now, in top spot, in my opinion, the greatest goal scorer of all time, and I mean of all ever that's ever played the game of football, is Gerhard Muller. Well, how many goals has he got? Gerhard Muller, good, de bomber, in 427 Bundesliga games scored 365 goals at a ratio of 105 but where I'm coming from is when you look at Lewandowski is 110 and the greatest of them all Muller was only 105 
Lewandowski mm. is an absolute legend of what modern day football. Record? Yeah, Jimmy is um, 0.68. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, G- Jimmy was 357 goals. I know, in, well, in you the... said 60-odd, and I'm thinking, did Jimmy get more than him, or is, he, or is he just below? Do you know, Jimmy, I think, if if I'm absolutely honest, Jimmy is just below, because I'd put Jimmy up there with Ferenc Puskas and Alfredo Di Stefano. You know, there's, when you look at football, goal you look at the history goals. of football, and I look at the, you know, hey, the goal-scoring ratio... By the way, do, do you know you've not taken it, or nobody will take it into consideration? The pitches are played all on. Oh, absolutely. Compared to what they're playing on now. And also, TC, as you, and uh, you know, kicked. yeah, absolutely. You know, the first three, four, five, six kicks were for fun by different players, wasn't they? It was a different game in those days. Way, and if you weren't carried off, you, you carried off, you'd done well. So for him to get that amount of goals, it's, a, it's phenomenal. And then when you look at Gerd Muller's international record <laughs> you know and, and, and as I've alluded to earlier West Germany's first you know win over England was as late as 1968 I'm yeah, going to throw some idea go on would you call him an athlete no I don't Can you call, remember him Can yeah you remember him I remember him spinning and scoring the trademark winning goal in the 1974 World Cup final and and I'll be honest, you know, I was supporting Ireland because I love Cruyff and love the total football. But the more of he yeah, was a box player, he was, was a, a box player. player. He found space in tight areas when you think about it, because once you get in the box, that's when people really want to make challenges, mm-hmm. you know, and make it out for for, for 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 strikers, right? When you look at all these greats, not one of them, what would you call an athlete? Not you know, one of them. Do you know what I would call Gerd Muller? And I don't want to be disrespectful here. Well, I always thought Gerd Muller was an oversized midget. He got well, a big ass. He got a yeah. really funny shaped body. His and size, he was a legend. I bet he had the, I had the, listen, I bet he had the biggest size yes. in football. Yeah. Um, and calves. And arse. Yeah. And he wasn't that big. Well, when when you look at all... Yeah. All... My, Modern day footballers, the world's greatest footballers. Yeah. You tell me an athlete in them. Messi? No. No. Maradona? Me- no, not at all. Cruyff? No, not really. I mean, pro- pretty much at like a kind of race or something. Iniesta? Xavi? No. You know, no, they were all. Ronaldinho? <sighs> Listen, I can mention them all. All, all great footballers that, that were fit. And not one, and that's not the one thing, an yeah. Not no, one an athlete. Not at all, no. Find me an athlete and I'll turn him into a player. That's what I, I got sick of listening to it. I know, see, they, they, they're an just, I know. And I'll turn him into a footballer. Do you know, Listen, t- t- if, I, if I found, if I found mm. some coaches, yeah. Kelly, Maradona, yeah. right, uh, George Best, they'd turn him down and say, no, he's not an athlete. Do you know, when I, when I was managing my kids' football team, I remember having a conversation. Uh, and it was at Gorsi Farm, and it was a Sunday morning. I was getting ready. Mobile phones it hadn't long come out, and I was talking to this this um, this coach or this scout from Crew Alexander. Can't remember his name. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. And uh, my phone went answered it, and he was talking to me, and he says, "What kind of players have you got?" I said, "Footballers." He said, "Have you got any big, fit, strong, athletic players?" And I said, "Mate." My philosophy on football is 
I want to have football players that can pass the ball, that play football. I don't look at big, strong players that are concerning the footballers. I look at footballers that I want to get on a football pitch to play football. That's my philosophy on football. I'm going to tell you two, not funny stories, but two stories about uh, football. Yeah. And one, uh, when I was at Doncaster Rovers, we yeah. were playing Bradford City, right? And Bradford had got some big lads. Yeah. These would be under 12s, mm. right? The under 12s, under 13s, 14s at most, but round about that. And Mick Darmy, who was our... Um, Oversee of yeah. coaches, right? He said to me up at uh, we're playing up at Bradford. He said, "I want I want you to um, put these these in because the biggest strong lads. These are strong lads." I said, "I'm not, Mick." Mm. And he looked at me. I said, "I'm not." I said, "I'm not frightened. We're going to go out there and play them. We're going to play them, right?" Because uh, we we there weren't big lads we had. Mm. Right, and we drew one apiece, and they we were, they they scored near death, they scored near death, mm. and we played some uh, great football. And we had, I think we had a, a kid, Ricky Ravenhill. Um, I'm not quite sure whether we were playing up in this age group, yeah. right? But if he weren't, it was that group I were taking, mm. right? Ricky Ravenhill played at Barnsley and, and, and Doncaster, mm. and I remember him shouting to me, "Said Terry, that is some of the best football." Don't forget, we only get scraps. Yeah. We only get scraps. We're not giving young play, good players up at like Leeds United and all them. We got the scraps mm. because Leeds got Man United, Liverpool get them all, Everton's them, and then your Leeds United, and then your Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, and then your your Barzers, and then your little Doncasters and Rotherhams and Chesterfields. The other, you know, you get scraps, yeah. right? And so the coach says to me, head of the coaching coaches, he can't. He said, can I have a word with your players? I said, yeah, no problem. Because uh, he sat him down and he said, you know, somebody play football like that, you'll all get contract. They all didn't get contracts, mm. right? Because obviously, what the, what they're doing, what they're doing in game, uh, in our game, they put one coach with them, and then next year they put other coaches. Yeah. So I, I might fancy this player. Somebody else what takes over might fancy it player, and we play some great football. Mm. And not only that, a lot of the parents said about it, but the best ones, right? Or amateurs, right? Yep. You know, every summer when they have these tournaments, yep. soccer tournaments, in, right? What were they called? This Garfield Villa, right? And they, mm-hmm. they used to win everything up at what they call it. So, manager there, Dave Coles, he says to me, he said, Terry, he said, uh, we want to put a second team in. Will you run it? Mm. I said, yeah, that's no problem. Well, don't forget, the second team at that level, you're getting all sorts of type of players, aren't you? Yeah, of course you are. So same as what you were doing. <laughs> you get right? the scraps of the scraps. Right? So these, yeah. were, these were under 10s. Yeah. Under 10s. They were when Tom. Mm. Right? Tom were playing. This is gospel truth, Gabby. Right? We get to final. Mm. The team who won it in final. Oh, bloody hell. That's going to hurt me bloody head now. Just one second. Tommy, is what he up? Is that? he out of bed? No, no, PlayStation. <laughs> what was that team who beat you on in final? What? Something. Something, something over from, from, from Doncaster. Anyway, Dave's team used to win a lot of... 
tournament, uh, yeah. when I said tournaments, leagues, mm. right? Because they went out to win, right? Whereas I went out to play football. Yeah. Anyway, so I took this team. So Sutton beats this Dave's team in quarter final. Right? Gabby, we get to final. We get to final. Dave comes to me and said, uh, I'll take over now. I said, that you won't. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I said, you won't. I said, you know, between these and these, these are kids who are going to be crying. Yeah. Right? So, he didn't like it, but I did it. Mm. Right? Because I, they, weren't do, they weren't doing it. Right? We got beat on penalties in final. That team, that Sutton Rovers, beat Gavin Villa team e e easy, 3 0. Yeah. Right? And they were so lucky against us. And Gabby, these were worst players. Yeah. Thomas' mum said to me, she said, uh, why, why don't Thomas get in? I try not to get involved in it, Gabby. Yeah. I just watch it and try not to get involved in it. And, and then you get, you know what women are like? I don't mean to be horrible to them. She's going on. Why do you ask him why he's not playing? I said, listen to me. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. Yeah. Right? So and he comes crying. And I said, Thomas, listen to me. You're not good enough. Right? Let's find a club where you, where you know you can get in. You might be getting beat seven and eight nils. Right? But let's do it. Uh, let, let's do that. But you, you know, you, I know you're not going to be good enough to get in there because there's better players than you, Thomas. Yeah. Right? But I tell him the truth. Yeah. Now, and then he appreciates because I said to him, you know, when you get to 16, you're going to turn around and say to me, Dad, why did, why did, you, why did you tell me I weren't good enough? Because mm. I told him, say to him, you're yeah. not good enough, Tom. Not in the sense that, you know, all jokes at him. You know, that's what was great. We'll go another team, we'll play another team. Right? So, I, they were so lucky to beat us, but they beat us on penalties. But we should have won in that bloody 15, 20 minute game. Because it's little short games, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. Right? And it just shows you, if you believe it, give the kids the confidence. And, and you know, there were no coaching with it. Yeah. I just said, let's get it down and play. Just don't boot it. Yeah. Let's try and pass it. Yeah. Right? So it can be done, but you've, you've got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. But all the one is big, strong, athletic types mm. of players. Yeah. And there's not not one of the best players in the world, not, not from even today's modern days football, not one of them is uh, world class like you're messing them because not one of them are world class uh, of, uh, athletes, not one of them, not one of them. Oh, and that includes Ronaldo, the closest you could say, yeah. right? Because all, all Ronaldo is, if you want to put him as an athlete type of footballer, uh, he technically believes way way above that. He's yeah. just a physically strong kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not easily knocked off a ball. He's yeah, built, he's a, he's he's a football his player that works on his physique. But, yeah, 100%. Yes, that's what he has done. 100%. So all these athletes are, are good players and ordinary players. They're not one athlete... Not one athlete has become a world, world superstar. Not one. Well, like a Messi or Ronaldo. Not we, one. You know, I mean, the proof of the pudding is in the uh, the eating and the uh, the J Jamaican 100 metres. Um, blimey. <laughs> fastest man ever on the planet. Oh, what the call you? Bolt. Yeah, you're saying Bolt. I mean, he's had various, you know, trials for various clubs and he's never got in because he lacks one thing, as Tommy says. Ability, <laughs> you know, and you but, can have everything you need to be. You've got to be a footballer to play footballer. I don't you know, care what anybody listen, says. The best of it all, what beats all ability is a football brain. Because you know, football brain exactly it makes you go 
learn the ability of it, your touch, your awareness, a proper football brain. That's and you can tell it. You can tell it. Hundred percent. What if Doncaster said to me, "We want you to be um, chief scout for you know for you humans." For so that's no good to me. If I do anything, I want to coach youth team. I want to coach first team. Other than that, I'm not yeah. really interested. Yeah. Because whoever I send in, if he don't like him, they're going to send him back out again. Yeah. Yeah. That is that that is the bottom line with football in England these days. And to be fair, football in England since really we've started because the rest of the world have taken us over or taken over us. And I'm just going to run through some of the early games and it's going to lead up to my top five. We played Germany in a cluster of games in 1899, which is the year before my German team come into existence. And we beat Germany 13-2, 10-2 and 7-0 in 1899. In 1901, they didn't fare much better. It was 12-0 and 10-0, that was in England. And then in 1908 and 1909, we beat Germany 5-1 and 9-0. And then in 1911, they got their first draw against England in the Friedrich Eber Stadium in Berlin. It was 2-2. And then in 1913, we beat them 3-0 in the same season. Enter my fifth choice of uh, all-time five German players. And where we've talked about the parson before, um, Uncle uh, Uncle Jimmy, Jimmy Besky, Jimmy mm-hmm. Hogan, the coach that went out to Holland and and got the first win ever against Germany. And when I look at the way Germany was in them days, I'm not convinced it was a, it was a great feat. But Jimmy taught both the Dutch and the Germans how to play football. And unbelievably, he died in 1974, which was the World Cup final of the two final. nations Holland. that he taught how to play football. Holland and, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Holland went 1-0 up. Yeah, How yeah. they lost that match, I don't know. But yeah. football's football. You, you, you know when you were mentioning and all that, it'd be that what I was going to say to you, absolutely yeah. great, great research. Yeah. And when I listened to what you just said to me, mm. winning, you know, 13-1 and 10-0 yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Crap, yeah. Right? How come, if we were winning that kind of football They then, didn't listen to Jimmy. How come, how come have we fallen behind? Because they didn't listen. They didn't well, listen. Yeah, but... But, but what I've done is say to you is because if you if like me to question them and say no you, you're wrong hmm? they don't like it they do yeah. not like it hmm? right so when you were telling me that I'm thinking brilliant research this yeah. and then because I don't believe in stats you know and I don't believe in forward thinking yeah. coaching but at the same time I still be, I still believe in certain things hmm? of, of the old game which would it still would help our play, young players. In it because if you, when we were kids, you played in small areas and you yeah. learned how to control and pass the ball. Now what they do, they, they make they make it smaller teams, mm. right, with the same type of area, so they say the game more touch at ball. I'll bet anybody, I'll bet anybody now, right, all the players are not getting the same touch at ball because you'll still get the ones what's what's good on the ball, what won't pass to anybody because yeah. they want to. It's not that they're greedy; it's just mm. that they want to. Sh- the kids and they want to show off. I yeah. did. 
All the kids did. Yeah, of course they did. It's the right? life of Woolies, yeah. So, because I, I would question myself, well, where'd they all get in touch with ball? Because that, that came out, you know, when I, when I said, well, everybody's getting, where's everybody getting, they're not. Mm. Because it's just, whoever the best player is, right, and it was, it, it was same when I was a kid, whoever the best player is, takes the corner kicks. Whoever's the best player, takes the throw-ins. Whoever's the best player, takes the penalties. It's never changed. Mm. No. Never, you'll go to any, any academy and I tell you that that's the same thing what's happening football will never change TC because regardless of these so-called experts hashtag idiots that tell you that the game has changed it hasn't it's still the same game but what Jimmy identified when he first went out in uh, 1912 to, to coach in, in Holland is that over a period of time, these results from 32 and 12, they actually were getting a lot better. And when teams from England, see, teams from England have always gone out to Germany and to Holland and to play football against local teams. The results were coming back where club sides in Germany and Holland were drawing and beating English teams as were the Austrians. So Jimmy, being the total patriot, not the not the traitor that many in the FA yeah. perceived Jimmy to be. They forced him out there. Absolutely, yeah. So they he forced was, him out there. Yeah, he was coming back Look, and saying, you need to change your game. The that, foreigners, the Continentals are getting better. Their results are getting better. I'm you, coaching them. It's, you it's done, incredible. You're doing that research, what yeah. you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, I'm, and what I said to you, do you know, I would say, and that's the question to any, even to Gary Gwynn, yeah. Gary Neville, right? When I was playing football, Norway, yeah, Norway and uh, Finland and all them mm. were non-diplomed teams. I don't yeah. mean that to be horrible. They were no, non-diplomed, right? Yeah. And over the years, yeah. right, with all these coaches, what we've got with diplomas, you Graham Taylors, mm. they've been a joke. Yeah, absolutely. They've been a joke. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. We've gone back. They want to call me. Before, they want yeah. to call me a joke. We know, coach. You know, well, I have because I've got up to be UA for me, but I only got them about nine years ago. Because yeah. I said to myself, listen, all the courses I went on, all they were doing were giving uh, a full back or a right wing back, mm. as they call them now, or a right side midfield player, thirty yard cross field passes. Yeah. And when you ask the question, it's for um, switching play. Yeah. Well, I'm not fake. I understand what you're telling me, but we're doing it all the time. You know, when you're playing against top teams, yeah. they're going to read you. Of course they are. They're going to read you. Mm. So all you keep doing, you're doing the same thing. Now, a crossfield pass every now and again is ideal. 100%. Because yeah. you just might catch him out. Yeah. But when the, when the Continentals do it, what they do, they'll only play that ball when they know that that lone striker mm. can get that ball has a more chance of getting the ball. It's in their favour yeah. than the defender's favour. Yeah. We do it, mm. and because somebody it's a great ball to that striker, everybody's absolutely oh what a ball, what a pass that is. Yeah, it is. But what happens to it? It breaks down because he can't hold it up, and the other the other midfield players can't get up because they're having to run thirty yards mm. to get there. And then it throws the team out. They still haven't got that. They yeah. still haven't got it. But but, but but TC. In 1910, Jimmy Hogan was showing the Continentals how to 
pass the ball and move the ball from defence through midfield to attack. You know, it's like Jimmy Ogham was like, he'd be pulling his hair out with the English game, whacking the ball up to the central striker. He's going, it's, that's not the way to play football. Jimmy Ogham must have been the most frustrated coach ever. Yeah, to, to, me. Oh, well, yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you, I don't, listen, I don't know him, but none of y'all know how I, how I felt. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You know, at 23, I wanted to be a manager. Yeah. I swear to you on my deathbed. I, I, at 23, mm. I wanted to be a football manager. Not because I wanted to be a, a, I love being a manager than, than being a player. Mm. Because as a manager, if I was a manager, my team would have played proper football. Yeah. Proper football. And in mind, you know, there's more than one way. Of course, there's more than one way to play football. Yeah. There's thuggery, like Wimbledon did it. Yep. There's a long ball, or there's a beautiful game. Exactly. Give me the beautiful game any day a week. Hmm. TC, I think you need to go to Germany to ply your trade. And uh, we're going to stay on that German theme because my five top Germans, I didn't see the first one play, but it's just come from the stats there. Germany's first proper international game against England ended in the, a 3-3 draw. David Jack was the English captain. Jimmy Hogan, being the forever patriot that he was, went to meet David Jack to tell him all about the most dynamic German player of the day. King Richard was his name, and his full name was Richard Hoffman. He was the first foreign player to score a hat-trick against England, and Jimmy told him exactly how to stop him. But again, the English didn't listen to Jimmy Hogan. So Richard Hoffman is my uh, fifth choice. In fourth place is uh, Jupp Heynckes. I remember watching yeah, Jupp as, as, a, as a kid and getting the sticker books for the 1974 World Cup finals and hearing of this phenomenal player from Germany, West Germany in them days and in the all-time top goal scoring uh, uh, Hall of Fame in fourth place, Jupp Heynckes, 369 games, 220 goals for my team that uh, I will be following in Germany, Borussia Mönchengladbach. In second, uh, sorry, in third place is um, Franz Beckenbauer. I thought Franz was one of the greatest Germans greatest player, without that, doubt. that I've ever seen. One play. of the greatest footballers of all time in all. Oh, absolutely. Gerd Müller is in second place. But again, the second reason that I will be following Borussia Mönchengladbach is, in my opinion, the greatest footballer that Germany have ever produced is Gunter Netzer. And Almut Schoen said of Alan Hudson, at last England have produced a World Cup player like Gunter Netzer, Alan Hudson. And what did the English do? They didn't bloody play him. <laughs> It's from 1910 to now. There's a frustration of English people that understand football and why the hell we let these idiots run our game. God only knows because it pisses you off. It's pissed me off. It study off and, and everybody else that understands football. And it's just crazy. And it's, what a player he was in oh, that country. Yeah, well, again. But, any any yeah. young lad. And a young lad, and I know the look at his advice, you know, watch him play football, watch him, you know, pass the ball, yeah. you know, in them days, yeah. you know, it's unreal, and I mean unreal. On Borussia Mönchengladbach's Facebook page, 
go onto it TC, have a look at it. I'm going to put it into the uh, the current view, and I'm going to uh, link you in after the after the podcast. It was the goal where it was very similar in a way to Willie Carr and Kenny Ibbett when they played for Wolves and and got the results at Bolton that that ultimately got you guys promoted at Nottingham Forest. I wrote about that, that on my on, yeah. on my wall. Yeah. Wolves. Did Wolves go up? Did, yeah, well, Wolves, Wolves stopped. Yeah. Wolves stopped. No, Wolves went up. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because we finished third. Yeah. But if Bolton had won that game, would they have gone up? Yeah, they would. And you wouldn't have. Because right. I was trying to think when I, when I wrote it. Yeah. No, uh, do you know what happened? Do you know exactly Wolves. what happened to you? See that? Because I've interviewed Kenny and I talked to Kenny about it, and this is fine lines of and margins in football. What happened is, Kenny, they looked at that and they they, they must have. They looked at Gunter Netta and Juppoinkis were both together. Juppoinkis run over the ball, run like through the, right round the wall. Oinkis, uh, sorry, Gunter whacked the ball up and Oinkis volleyed it and, it, and, and that was the goal. Fast forward that to 1977, and Willie Carr and Kenny Ibbitt were in a... Was it 1-0? Si- 1-0, yeah, Kenny Ibbitt, the goal, and it, yeah. it, it took you up, yeah? Yeah. So, but what happened with Kenny, he actually touched the ball. Yeah. Your point, well, the, your point is, went over the ball, he didn't touch it. So, yeah. Willie Carr is kind of just gone, you know, to hit the ball and, and just stalled a little bit. The wall had come out. He's clipped the ball over the wall, over the wall, like, and then Kenny's like volleyed it. it it's it's gone in, and they've won one nil. You, so you talk about fine lines. Yeah, you talk absolutely. About yeah, lines, yeah. Right? Cloughy rushed me back to get because he hadn't won for a month. I mean, yeah. I've been out for six, seven, uh, six or seven months. I've been out, and they rushed me to get back. We've got a, a draw up a car. I've got a winner up at Hereford. Yeah, right. Fast forward with it. We're on an aeroplane going to. Uh, um, it'll come to me. Calamio. Okay. We're going to Calamio, right? Yeah. When the captain announced. announced you uh, were oh, going to Mallorca then, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what they call it. Uh, congratulations to Brian Clough and his Nottingham Forest football yeah. team. Clough got the champagne out. Uh, and lads had a beer or a glass of champagne. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went up. You know, you know that year? Yep. Bolton, I would I would say this. Bolton were the best footballing team. Mm-hmm. They had uh, they got two players. They got more than two players. They got some great players in yeah. that football team. Uh, Tony Dunwat left back. Sam Allardyce and uh, Paul Jones. Jim McDonough, goalkeeper. Lancan, uh, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of them players. When I think about it, mm. after all this time, that's not bad to say. I've named five or six. But Reedy looked like good to Wolves for a lot of money. Yeah. Or they were going to go to Arsenal, Arsenal and what they call it. They were the best footballing team mm. in that league that season. Yeah. And we got we got up uh, by third place mm. and by Wolves beating Bolton yeah. at Bolton. With that goal, yeah. Very and, similar to the case. You know, if, if Forrest don't go up that year... Yeah. Who's to say that Forrest would have gone on to achieve what they did? I'm not saying they wouldn't have done. No. Because it's an hypothetical question. Yeah. But it just shows you how fine lines football can be in it. Absolutely. And that's what I said to Kenny. I said, Kenny, your goal actually changed 
the whole landscape of British football, well, certainly English football, because Forrest went on then and won the league uh, the, the, yeah. the, the following season and then went on and won two back-to-back European Cups under Brian. Brad, had you not have scored that, and, and I'll tell you something as well, TC, when, when uh, Kenny touched the ball and made the ball active, Kenny was so close to running offside. And if VAR would have been in there in them days, perhaps they may have ruled that goal offside. <laughs> Honestly, it's just football's mad. And I'll tell you what else is mad. Fine lines. Yeah. Fine my, lines. My if, I injury, if I would have got the injury, would I got a not Oh, 100%. You'd have been, you would have oh, been it's, world class. It's just unreal how, how fine lines happen. It is, yeah. And the fine line, TC, is the missus. Yep. yep, she's firing, firing, <laughs> up, firing up that vacuum cleaner. And uh, so we have come to the end of the podcast, but we have to do our football forecast that thankfully through the Bundesliga is back this week. First game, Borussia Dortmund versus the team that you almost signed for, Schalke 04. How do you see that going? No fans, by the way, at any of the German no, games. I'm going for Dortmund. What score? One, what I, score? I, picked, I picked the team 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, two, TC 2-1 two, Dortmund. This apparently is one of the fiercest rivalries in German football. I'm going for a 1-1 one, one draw. Mm. Eintracht Frankfurt versus my team, Borussia Mönchengladbach who currently are lying fourth in the league. So, they, Borussia, do need to win at Eintracht Frankfurt. What score and for you? And we for uh, Eintracht. What score, TC? 2-1. 2-1 again. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Borussia Mönchengladbach win. RB Leipzig, the most hated team in Germany, against Freiburg. That's they, just because of money. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is, yeah. And, well, it's Red Bull, uh, Leipzig. Currently lying third beyond Bayern and Dortmund. They've all played 25 points. The newest football club in in, in Germany, then. Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they've gone through the leagues with a load of uh, petrodollars. How do you see that game going, TC? All the the played in Freiburg. 3-0. I've gone 2-0 with that. Yeah, I've gone 2-0 with that. I'll be honest, I've never heard of Freiburg. Yes, I've, I've played against them in pre-season. Uh, Have pre-season. you really? Yeah. Freiburg? Well, yeah, well, it was at Forest, 1974, 5, 6, 75. OK, well, we looking at that game in, you know, um, a little bit more depth next week. Right, Forest right. versus uh, Freiburg on tour. So any information that you can give out and dig out, TC, let's, uh, let's get out there because we are going German for the next few weeks. Uh, and finally, Union Berlin versus Bayern München by the great Bayern Munich. How do you see that game going? Well, it's not going to want to get beat, all that. So, but I'm going to go for uh, Union. I'm going to go 1 0. I know, I know, but it's just, if I go for, if you go for Bayern, you know, I'm not using me, head, I'm just yep. using enjoyment of it. Well, to be fair, they've if had... I was going to use me, yeah. I would, I'd, I'd go by him. They've had, I mean, so many weeks off. I mean, you know what happens early doors in well, the football uh, season. The other, you have re- the other thing freak it, results. You know, 
I'm waiting. Well, I'm, I'm saying waiting front up. I'm in front. I've been uh, this leading for what two and a half months now. So thirteen eleven. Give you thirteen eleven. Well, I'm going two one to Bayern Munich, who currently at top of the Bundesliga. Played twenty five games and on fifty five points, four points clear of Dortmund, your team. So that's the four. We're going to get that up on the current view. I'll link in the uh, Bundesliga official. See if we have any response from our German friends uh, over there. TC, it's your turn to pick the music. As we know, next week, whoever wins the football uh, forecast picks Did the music. Did you look at that song? Week. What I, uh, you said you were going to look at that song for me for that young band. What was? Did you have a look? No. What was the band? I can't, no, I didn't. I can't remember myself now. Anyway, what we'll yeah. do... Um, what can I pick? I keep forgetting all about these songs. Well, there's uh, a lovely one pick... from Paul Weller called Village that's uh, yeah, Paul, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul Weller's latest one. And I'm going to dedicate that to my street because that's what I did Saturday at our doorstep disco and I had one too many drinks. And again, I've pulled my calf. <laughs> 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 Alcohol and me don't mix, especially when we have music, and in particular, Paul Weller, the governor, whose latest album on Sunset comes out next month. So we're going to go out with uh, Village from Paul Weller. Thank you, TC. Have a good weekend. Great to have some football back on, and let's hope that we're uh, back uh, and getting on with his own life soon. Uh, but still stay safe, everyone, and uh, hope you all enjoy this uh, podcast coming out next week thank you absolutely and love to you and yours tc and thank you everybody for listening the figures are great you want to hook up with us on facebook it's the current view or terry current official or terry current or even me gabby cabby if you want to um and on uh, twitter it's at terry uh terry current underscore 11 or terry current uh current Terry underscore 11 or Terry current underscore 11 or at current view. So guys, get involved, uh, interact with us. And if you've got a picture of TC that you want talked about, get in touch with us, like the pages, interact with us and we will talk about it for you next week. So till we reconvene next week, TC, thanks so much everybody and football is back. It's coming home. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.